Tesla, 52-week low, cutting prices in China. Gordon Johnson, bear of all bears on Tesla's with us. Always love when he's on the show to provide the other side because we usually have more people that are bullish. CEO, founder of GL. I research, GLJ research. Good to see you. Uh, tell me about your outlook. I know you still think it's going lower, right? Yeah, thanks for having me, Nicole. Great to be here. Um, so they cut prices in China roughly 10% today, uh, 9%. So what does that tell you? So Tesla has effectively gotten to a level of roughly 1.3 million of annual car sales, yet they're now cutting prices in China, despite the fact they're intentionally running that facility in Shanghai below 100% capacity, and they have two facilities in Texas and Berlin at just 10% capacity. That tells you that at 1.3 million cars, demand is a problem. China is their biggest and only profitable market. So think about this, right? Tesla is about 15% penetration of the luxury market. You've really never seen a car maker get above that. BMW is roughly the same, yet their sales have flatlined. Yet BMW is valued at $45 billion. So if Tesla had a similar valuation, which by the way, getting the 1.3 million cars is great from Tesla's perspective, but they should be valued like BMW in our view, not at 600 billion. If they're valued like BMW, you're talking about a $15 per share stock. You're talking about a roughly 90% haircut. These price cuts show you that they're having issues with demand. And I want to talk about their margins, but I just wanted to highlight that. And, you know, I, I do. I want to talk about the margins, too. But I, I have to tell you, I had a great conversation with some people that were more bullish than you, it, which is easy to be. Ross Gerber and Steve Wesley, who sat on the board of Tesla for three years. And some of the themes they were discussing was that demand is still real. And I know there's competition, but there's a backlog. There's demand. There's record production. Um, there's four plants around the globe that Tesla is still hot. Yeah, I mean, they're speaking in hyperbole. I saw that interview. Listen, these are the facts. They produced more cars than they sold in Q3. They produced more cars than they sold in Q2, two consecutive quarters. The last time they produced more cars than they sold was in 2017. If you're producing more cars than you sold, then demand is not strong. That means demand is weak. Their book to bill is below one, which means they're, they're delivering more cars than they're selling, looking forward. And, you know, the facts are the facts. And, and this is all happening with them running their Texas and Berlin plants at 10% capacity. I mean, this isn't, this isn't rocket science. They're only running two plants at 10% capacity, yet they're having to cut prices and they're producing more cars than they sold. So when Elon Musk says he's going to go full tilt and produce as many cars as he can, that should scare the bull. That is a bad thing, not a good thing. And again, I want to talk about the margins. Hopefully we have time. Yeah, no, tell me right now. So real quick, today we got the 10Q, right? We got the 10Q. And what we found out in the 10Q is their construction in progress, which means the costs associated with ramping the Berlin plant and the Texas plant are actually higher in the third quarter than they were in the first quarter. They're about 4.5 billion now, they were about 4.3 then. What that means is prior to them doing the massive, you know, um, opening day for their Texas and Berlin plant, they're actually capitalizing more costs now than they were pre-opening. Those are costs that should be running through the income statement, which means their margins, in our view, are grossly overstated. Again, they're capitalizing the costs associated with ramping those plants on their balance sheet after the grand openings. This is absurd in our view, but this is the kind of accounting that we get 
in today's environment. Tesla's real margins, including the costs associated with those plants, are significantly lower than what they're reporting. In addition to that, Tesla says they have industry-leading gross margins. If you include R&D and their gross margins, which every other automaker does, they rank 11th in gross margins, not first. And this is something that bulls have touted for years. So once again, you have grand mis uh, misconceptions and deceptions with this company that people just aren't talking about. Okay, now I need the bullet points, my takeaways that people are gonna walk away from this interview and say. Right now, uh, when we're seeing Tesla, I'm hearing people saying fair value is 300 and higher. It's at 204. Where do you think it should be? Just quick. Yeah, I think Tesla is probably a 20 to $25 stock. And it's very simple. The auto industry trades at five times earnings. Right now, Tesla's trading at roughly 75 times earnings. When people realize that Tesla's real growth rate is not 50%, right? On the call, on the conference call that happened uh, last week, Elon Musk said, we're not gonna grow deliveries at 50% this year. That's the first time he's ever admitted that. When people realize this is just a, you know, you're, you're a, 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 but right now a second rate, you know, middle of the line car company, they're gonna be valued as such. 95% of the revenues come from selling cars, 5% from a profitless, um, uh, energy division. Um, so the point is, I think that there's going to be a massive haircut done to the valuation of this company as people realize the growth has stalled. And I think that's a big deal. And what about these other names? I mean, you have Ford and GM and Neo and Rivian. And are there other names that you like better that think will leave Tesla reeling? In the meantime, Tesla was just voted number one car in Germany in September. But tell me, I mean, where who's chomping at the bit well, here well, to take Tesla down? Them, I think second to last in quality. And what car in Europe ranks them dead last in quality? They rank last in autonomous driving. But to your question, we've always said we like BYD. That is the company we play. We would play from an electric vehicle perspective. We said that for years, and I think we've been proven right thus far. Right, understood. And I am curious to hear, um, just for Tesla shareholders, and this is the question I think a lot of Tesla shareholders are concerned about, and that is Elon Musk and Twitter and everything else Elon Musk that he works on and how it could maybe negatively affect Tesla because he has to sell off shares or raise capital. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Yeah, look, Elon Musk, the media, and, and I'm, not, I'm not accusing you, but the media has given this guy a pass. You know, he said he was going to make ventilators. He delivered, you know, CPAP machines. You know, he, he, he said, we're going to have a million robo-taxis on the road in 2020. He did a billion-dollar-plus capital raise on that. Didn't deliver. You know, FSD is clearly, in our view, um, one of the biggest, um, uh, I, I guess, vaporwares we've ever seen. FSD does not exist. You know, in 2016, they had a video on the website that said, you know, this car is driving itself. Clearly, it wasn't. That video was proven to be um, completely deceptive. So with respect to Elon Musk, I think there's a lot of risk associated with him. Again, we congratulate Tesla on getting to 1.3 million cars sold annually, but that's a company valued at 45 billion, not 650 billion. And I think, unfortunately, people are going to come to that realization this year. Right. So it's not that you really don't like Tesla. It's just that you think it is extremely highly valued. I mean, we know that the right. truck is coming out soon. Uh, Self-driving is something we've talked about. They have record production. It's not like they're, you know, failing and not producing anything. So uh, we'll have to discuss this more. Gordon Johnson, thank <laughs> you so much for being production. on with Two us. quarters in a row. They haven't sold what they produce. That's a problem, Nicole. You know that. We'll have to discuss it further. Gord Johnson, CEO, founder, right. GLJ Research. Thank you.